getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Well, it is a great pleasure now to join on the show with Victor Matfield, the man that could undo any line-out in world rugby in his long and storied career. Four World Cups he participated in. He joins the show now. Victor, uh, welcome in from South Africa. Great pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Yeah, we're into finals week and um, the biggest game in rugby that you can get. All Blacks versus Springboks in a World Cup final, you just don't get bigger. Yeah, it's incredible to think that it's since 95 that we last met in the final and we've been towards the top of the world rankings, but it just hasn't panned out. It, It's really, really special. And I think it's special for the world to have this as a final. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, these two teams are the two icons, I believe, in world rugby. Um, both of them got so much fans, got so much history, and the history between the two, two teams as well. So um, I think the world probably would have loved to see France in the final year in Paris, and especially the locals. Uh, the South African boys aren't the locals' favourites at the moment. But uh, I mean, for a World Cup final, number one and two team in the world, All Blacks versus Springboks, there's just nothing better than that. What's been the key for South Africa, do you think, in the last 12 months? Because it's sort of mirrored a little bit of the All Blacks last 12 months with not not great results right through the year, a few scratchy performances, but both teams have conspired a way to find the form at the right time. What, what's been the key for South Africa, do you think? No, I think for us, it's, all the planning has been to the, towards the World Cup. I mean, in the championship, playing two different teams every week, swapping the guys around, making sure the depth's there in the squad. Um, so I think the focus has always been towards the World Cup. Um, I mean, we've got a squad that's been building actually for six years. Uh, they believe in the way they're playing. They believe in what they're doing. They believe in the teams that get selected. So um, I think for South Africa, the strong point at this stage probably is that everyone is on the same page, everyone believes in the same thing and they believe in what they're doing themselves Forward play is going to play a big big part in this World Cup final you had a fantastic long combination with Bucky's Borta we've got a similar combination in Sam Whitelock and Brody Retallick, uh, Scott Barrett's making it difficult for them to stay together though but how important are combinations in such a, a hot furnace of a World Cup final. Guys that have played not only at lock but right through the, the park. Yeah, you need um, combinations. You, know, you need guys that understand uh, each other, that makes each other better as well when they play together. And uh, if we just talk about that lock combination, I'm actually busy sending Sam a message, as you called. <laughs> is, I mean, our lineup is probably... The one area we, we didn't do very well against England and that put us on a lot of pressure. And there's no line out, especially when it comes to defensive line out like the New Zealand line out. I think Sam and uh, Britalik uh, and um, I mean, they know each other so well. They know how to move. They don't give you any free balls at line out time. Um, so the lineouts can be so important on Saturday. But I mean, if you go through the rest of the team and both sides, 
There's so many combinations that know each other. I mean, the most experienced Springbok side ever to run onto the field. And I think the New Zealand side's not far behind. I mean, there's two or three guys that's played over 100 test matches. So, I mean, both teams have so much experience and uh, they know each other. And I mean, uh, it's going to be an amazing final. We have um, Israel Dag is our breakfast show host over here, Victor, and I mentioned to him I was talking to you today, and he told me they used to have Victor Matfield meetings to try and figure out how you figured out their line out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did you do it? Are you prepared to tell us like you could pick off any team's line out? Um, did you did you pride yourself on trying to be able to unpick line out calls or eye movement, head movement? Yeah, it's just hours and hours before a video machine, looking at the line out, listening to what they call, how they call, looking at higher props, looking in the other way if the ball's getting thrown to a certain position. So it's just working on all of that. And then remember, I still had to tell Bucky that because he forgets it pretty quickly. So I had to keep telling him what's going to come. So I had to uh, get him to play with as well. But... Uh, yeah, I think just hours and hours of work. But I must say, at the end of my career, with Retalic, uh, Whitelock and Kieran Reid, it was pretty tough to win your own ball as well. So at the end, they made it very difficult. Um, never before, I think, in the history of rugby, has um, the reserve bench got so much press and got its own name. And it's even forced the All Blacks to, to give them their bench a name to try and combat this bomb squad. Um I feel like your starters aren't getting enough credit and that the bomb squad's getting all the credit. No, you say that. I think what we've achieved to the Springbok side is, firstly, it's a squad effort to win a game, and then you need 23 guys to win. And we're definitely not seeing a bench as guys that sit there and they cover for someone if there's an injury, if that... Each and everyone on that bench got a role to play in the game. And there's... If it's five minutes, 50 minutes, 30 minutes, there's a role for them. And yes, there's always risk when it comes to it, like we've done this weekend, no scrum off. Um, but the guys believe in what Rossi and Jock are speaking. Um, I think the forward back, it will be a big battle up front, especially in the conditions, what it's going to be like. But I mean, we've also seen in our game against you guys in New Zealand, if you don't start well, then the bomb squad can't do anything. So the stars need to be in a game. They need to do a job. And then the guys on the bench can play, and can play their role as well. The thing I've noticed, and it was actually mentioned by John Schmidt during the week, that sort of the turn of the century, the South Africans tried to play like Australia, then they tried to play like New Zealand. And then there was a there was a moment in... The, in uh, a few years ago, they said, let's just play like South Africa. And, and it's really, really worked for you. Um, South Africa's strengths, we know. From afar, what, what do you perceive as New Zealand's strengths going into the final? Well, I mean, New Zealand's been the best rugby team in the world for the last what, 60, 70 years. Um, we all try to get there. I just think the skill level, the speed, the athleticism that's within the squad, uh, if you want to try and match them on that, you'll never beat them. So I think for South Africa, it's that pressure game. It's like the grind. And sometimes when you put New Zealand under pressure and they want to show the skill level that can get them under pressure. But um, I mean, if New Zealand get the upper hand, they get in front, uh, there's no other team 
like that. It's just so hard to catch up with him. So the start against New Zealand in any game is so important um, to put them on the back foot, to put them under pressure so that that skill level that they do have comes under pressure. You won the World Cup in 2007. You got man of the match in that in that uh, match. Uh, do, you, do you sit and reflect on that when we're just days away from a World Cup and, and just the feeling that you got from that victory? Um, I'm not a guy like that, really. But, I mean, we went to the game last weekend and one of the other commentators, Matthew uh, Pierce, played us a song when you walked out for that final. I know, and that brings back memories. But um, I must say, I'm here more thinking about what this team can do and the memories they can make and what it will mean for South Africa. So uh, it was fantastic to play and it was fantastic. I remember more the day after the test match, sitting on the grass in front of the Eiffel Tower with guys that's really close and that's family and that's almost like brothers, just sitting there and said, listen, we worked so hard for four years to achieve this and it's just almost that calm feeling from it's an amazing feeling so that's the one thing I can remember the other things around the game I can't really remember much mm-hmm. uh, we're talking to the wonderful Springbok uh, Victor Matfield a uh, couple more questions Victor I, I don't expect you to remember this interaction I had with you in 2011 in the World Cup but I interviewed you in Wellington and uh, I'm going to test to see if you can still remember your trip I asked you um, what did you like most about New Zealand uh, food wise and you t- you told me a restaurant and a meal that you order there how good's your memory? Yes yeah it's one of your chain stores and the the bread with the knuck, uh, garlic butter uh, um, that you put on it. Now I can't remember the restaurant's name. Lone Star. But uh, we always, yeah, the Lone Star. <laughs> and then the chicken wings and none and I love. I miss, I need to get to New Zealand to get to Lone Star. <laughs> Which was my favourite dish as well, so I've almost felt like an honourable yeah. Springbok for a little while. And, and finally, Victor, our listeners want to know, what does what's Victor Matfield up to nowadays? I'm a super sport a little bit. Uh, got a few businesses. We're in the mining industry, uh, in coal mining, and uh, do a little bit of diesel wholesale as well. So, um, yeah, try and keep myself busy and out of trouble. That's the story, that story. Victor, absolute pleasure to have you on the show and having New Zealand listen to you today. You, you've got a fond place in our heart with all of those battles you played against us and picked our line out to bits. Um, we wish you all the very best, and, and thanks once again. Thank you and good luck for the weekend. I think it's going to be an amazing game.